entering Natty State Studio, the sports media palace of Mid-America, the Wolf of Center Street. Here's your host, John Neighbors. All right, welcome back into the John Neighbor Show. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in today as we know that Razorback Baseball is going to be starting up tomorrow against James Madison. Really excited about that and really excited to see this season get going, get started, and having some fun doing it. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about the baseball season and welcome in our very special next guest. It is Big Will McIntyre from the Razorback Baseball team. What's up, Will? How are you? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to have you in. And I'm just curious of uh, how you're feeling just right now overall. Like, what's, what, what's the feeling like? What's the vibe like? What's uh, Will McIntyre feeling about this season to get it going? Uh, let's I'd say it's like, you know, Christmas Eve, you know, you're ready to get under the, under the tree, open some presents, have a little fun. So itching, itching for it to get here, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing that we're already here for yeah. one. I, like I it just last year, I know you guys had a really fun year. It didn't end the way you wanted it to. You wanted to keep it going. But the team you got returning, the new additions that you've made, the just the overall feeling of the depth. I mean, everything. It's just it's hard not to get too excited as fans, but for you guys as players and with these teammates that you have and the guys that you all brought in, just how hard is it not to start feeling like, hey, man, we, 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 we could do this. Like, we could actually win a national championship. We could make this happen. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just, like, it's hard because, like, this pitching staff, I feel like out of my five years here has been one of the deepest ones. And it's, like, we talked about it as a team or as a staff almost. It's, like, I feel like so many of us are just working so hard because, like, there's so much playing time you can get, and there's so many good dudes here. So, like, you got to just work your tail off to earn it. So there's just – that just goes to show like how good I feel like the staff is. And then like these hitters, dude, like you got some big names returning from last season. You got some guys that are transfers coming in. You got some freshmen that are just dogs, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way I think. I, I'm trying to remember who told me that. It may have been Stovall when he said the same way, just dogs. Just dogs. Like, yeah, he said just dogs, man. So the guys that you have, of course, in, in, in the pitching staff, we talk about players coming back, but – uh, talk to us about some of the new additions and some of the guys that have transferred in and maybe some of the freshmen because, you know, there's a high expectation if you're going to be a Razorback baseball player and a Razorback baseball pitcher. So I just feel about the new guys and how they fit in and how they've been going as far as getting used to the, the program and acclimating a little bit. I think they've all done a great job. You know, I think they all fit in with our culture really well. And like some of the new guys like Mason Molina, like he's a great pitcher. He uh, came in from where's it, Tech. He came yeah. in from Texas Tech. He's going to be a great guy for us. You got guys like uh, Stone Hewlett uh, came in from Kansas. He's going to be a great lefty for us out of the bullpen. And then, like, some of these freshmen, man, like Gabe Gackle, Hunter Dietz, Tate McGuire, a bunch of those guys are just going to be big time for us because Coach Van Horn always says, that, like, if you want to go where we're trying to go, you're going to have to have some freshman pitch. So those guys are going to be big for us. So – I'm curious about Hagen Smith because it's, it, we know how good he is. And hearing about him touching 9,900 miles an hour, the expectation's high. Preseason All-American, you know, entering into what I will think, I think everybody thinks his final year as a Razorback, but knowing that he's trying to grow pro, just how do you feel like he's been handling the, the spotlight of not only being the ace, but knowing that the, the All-American type of presence is there and just what you've seen from him from a year ago to now, and not only his development as a player, but also as a person. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've said it to him, and I was like, man, I'm glad like all this stuff is happening to you, because like other people would let it would let them they would let it get to their heads. You know, they might not work as hard because you think you've already earned it all. And Hagen, dude, he just go out, he goes out there every day in practice and like gets what he thinks is his. And like he's one of the hardest workers I've ever met. And like some like he is built like a Greek god to me. <laughs> he's he's like he's got a great build, and he's somehow constantly improving on that build that he has and he's like i think i heard he put on 10 20 pounds in muscle and is still like putting up the same like jump numbers like vertical jump numbers as he was when he was like less weight which is impressive to me he might be even jumping higher how does that happen like how do you how do you do that he's just a freak athlete man <laughs> apparently so like because you know you don't think about pitchers really no offense being like oh like these freaky athletes you know you think about the shortstops yeah, or the yeah, outfielders but we got a reputation for yeah i know athletes, man it's yeah. like that's that's you, know, you guys need to change that we need to fight for that yeah. fight for that for athleticism but uh but him and then you throw in i guess that it was officially announced that brady tiger's going to be starting on uh, on saturday and uh, you mentioned molina and everything which it's it's amazing how if you go back and history of Razorback baseball and looking at the the starters for weekend one and then going to the end of the season to see if it was still the same very seldom was it not but uh just how do you feel about the guys in that role especially Tiger because freshman year phenomenal I know he had his ups and downs last season but how do you feel like he's going to be this season especially settling into that starter role which I know you're all fighting for but him especially and trying to to get into that Saturday spot I think he's going to do a great job. You know, he proved it towards the end of the season last year when he was coming back from his injury. And he, he, I think he went like one inning, two innings, three innings, four. And then like, I think he went five innings in his five, actually six maybe in his last outing of the season in the regional and was just dominant. So if he can just do that and keep doing that, he's going to be great for us in, in that Saturday role. So what do you think about not only the job that Dave Van Horn's done, but with Matt Hobbs and, and, and the development that he's given you guys, what is it about him that makes him who he is, where you guys got depth, you guys got talent, you, you guys got dudes that are, could really take some really big steps, but what is it about Coach Hobbs that really makes you guys better each and every year that you're there? I think for me, it's that he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's going to tell you the exact exactly how it is. So like, if you're, if you're struggling like he's gonna tell you you're struggling <laughs> yeah and if you're doing good he'll tell you you're doing good but he's not gonna like baby you and help you along like he's gonna like like for the freshman last year they got thrown into the fire and he's gonna he <laughs> i'm trying to figure out what i'm trying to say uh i just think he's like a really good motivator like yeah. you should if you could get a mic in on some of his speeches they get you going man if yeah. his speech can't get you going i don't know what can see that's why i think you guys need to do more of that like you know every i see hype videos for football and and, and must and you know basketball and stuff i want to see and maybe you can't release some of the stuff that said. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of it but it's like you, you mentioned because you, you, there was another picture uh, I talked to you last year. They kind of said something similar. I don't know if it was about the, the pregame speeches, but just about the fieriness and mm -hmm. the, the motivation that he provides. Uh, it's something like you want to be almost like a fly in the wall to, on the wall to see what that's like because, you know, that, that's, I think that's something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough of how motivating it could be as a pitcher's coach or just as a coach in general to go out there and, you know, give it your best stuff when you're facing high-quality opponents like that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just I, – I, 
I just rem- like I can envision some of the things he says to this day from two years ago from speeches he gives, and it still gives me chills like before a big game or something, yeah. big big series. Like he gave a speech today in our scouting report meeting over this series this weekend, and as as usual, fired up for it, man. Yeah, I mean, you don't think you even need speeches to get fired up at this point oh, in time? Yeah, but yeah sure. I, I don't <laughs> think so. But yeah, we're speaking with Will McIntyre, Razorback pitcher, here on the John Neighbor Show. So, Will, uh, you know, we talk about the, the you know, athleticism from Hagen Smith and everything. Um, you know, it seems like you've changed, you know, like as far as your, whether it's your workout regimen or your, your dieting and everything, but just uh, what was that uh, like as far as that process and, uh, you know, kind of getting to the point that you're at now when it comes to your phys- physical body and everything? Just what was that process like and maybe the reasoning behind it and kind of what you were trying to accomplish getting to that point as a, as a pitcher this year? You know, uh, I think at the end of last season, I was around 240, and right now I'm around 225. And I kind of just said, like, when I decided to come back, I was like, you know, man, if this can be my last year, I want to, like, go all in. Yeah. I, I, I regret not doing that in the past. That's, like, my advice for all the freshmen, like, go all in right away, man. Like, give everything you got. And, uh, you know, I just changed my diet up was the main thing is I was, I was bad at, like, you know, on the way home after practice, not cooking, like going to just grab a meal. But, yeah. you know, I've really like dove in on like meal prepping and I found out that's like one of my passions. I love cooking. It's so yeah. fun. My girlfriend for Christmas got me like a big old propane grill, like a dad grill. And I, I don't have a porch, so I just put it in my garage and I roll, up, roll up the garage door when it's time to grill. <laughs> I was going to ask you as long as you make sure the garage oh, door yeah, is yeah, put yeah, up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, that, <laughs> that could probably be a problem a little bit. So what is, what is it that you like cooking the most? Then? Or grilling, I should say. Grilling the most. Uh, big state guy. Oh, you yeah. know, she got me a her, – uh, her sister and brother-in-law got me a, uh, a big old box of Omaha steaks. Nice. Dude, those things are so Dude, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I had – I actually did – sponsorship for Omaha Steaks and I had never I got one but they sent me some for I was like yeah okay now I know why they sent me like a box of fillets oh so good so they're like this big but I gotta eat like two of them they're so good dude yeah plenty of protein so (laughs) do do you have to cook is cook a medium medium well rare medium rare rare that's the best way you can get a steak in my opinion yeah I was like I can't do anything more than medium yeah medium rare is pretty perfect at that that point yeah yeah (laughs) so do you like do marinade sauces all that stuff too uh usually just like a rub I need to try what her uh, brother-in-law showed me. He did it like a he like marinated them in like Italian dressing. I need to try that. Really? Yeah, really good. Try that. Yeah, that's that sounds amazing too. See now you're making me hungry on this. So, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but so is, is that kind of a passion that maybe you have like uh, you know getting into cooking? Because I know you're a baseball player, but like outside of baseball, what's some passions that you have and some yeah, hobbies man. and things you enjoy? You know, Valentine's Day was you know yesterday. I ended up making her like fettuccine alfredo from scratch, which was awesome. Yeah. Except for the noodles, like I don't know how to do that. But <laughs> yeah. like sauce and all that, it was fun. Yeah? yeah, yeah. I was about to say I don't think you would be having a noodle making machine. I don't even uh, know how you would make noodles. I don't, to yeah, be honest, I I'm not gonna, I don't have time no. to figure all that out either too so you know it's funny I know, I know your dad Madison which uh, your dad's a uh, the guy that if you if you've never seen his dad folks uh, he's a diehard Razorback baseball fan but also a guy that uh, is a great man but it's just funny to see uh, him in those moments and I, I've always asked players about this the it, it's intense for you guys you know and, and to be in those things like the, you know Oklahoma State Series that, that regional mm-hmm. that time and how intense that was but just how how big is it to have your, your dad there and your parents there and your family there and just knowing that he, hey, no matter what happens and the support that you guys get and going all these games and stuff like just how how important that is, is that to you personally and how how great is it to have them around for each and every game dude it's awesome you know my dad's job's really flexible with him 
taken off on a Friday to come up here for a weekend. My mom recently retired, so she's always available to come up here on a weekend. And they don't miss a game. Like, yeah. I, they'll drive to Alabama this year. They'll, I guess they'll probably drive out to South Carolina this year. I don't think they've missed a single weekend series since I've been here. And they're just the most supportive parents, dude. It's uh, yeah. They're the best. <laughs> I thought it was really cool, too. Like, it seems you guys as a team are together, but it seems like the team's parents, too. They all just hang out, which I guess yeah. you kind of have to when you guys go to I, all I'm the I'm pretty games sure they stuff. have like a big like parent group chat, so they're mm -hmm. all like communicating with each other. Is that something you would want to read? Would you want to read that, or would it be something you're like, ah, eh. I don't know. Uh, it might be a little boring, just people meeting <laughs> yes. up for events or something. Yeah, know. it's true. I was hoping there maybe be some like juiciness in there, like <laughs> talking about other people and talking about other teams and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, you you guys are going to be not only James Madison four game series this weekend, but going to Arlington next weekend. Now, we're making that trip. I've made that trip a few times. I know you've been there last year and, uh, and, and before, but what is that like I, to play in a major league ballpark? Because you guys play in a lot of great venues, especially in the SEC. Mm -hmm. I mean, every place you go to is going to be nice. Uh, you've played in Omaha. You've played you know, outside the SEC at really nice places. But to play in a major league ballpark, like what is that experience like as a baseball player? See, my freshman year, we went to uh... – Minute Maid in Houston. Yeah. And never really thought anything of it. And then last year, we're in Arlington. And that, like, that Friday night, you're playing Texas, you know, the old Texas-Arkansas rivalry. That is one of the only games in my life where I've actually gotten goosebumps being in the dugout or on the field, dude. It was like, the you know, I went to lunch with my dad that day, and we met up at uh, Texas Live. Oh, yeah. And you just walk in there, and it's all Arkansas and Texas fans just getting rowdy all day long leading up to that game. And it was just – it was one of the loudest games I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Well, it just – and I think the, the venue of it being domed and, mm. you know, beginning of the season too. Because it was mm – -hmm. I believe last year was like your first games, wasn't yeah. it, of the yeah, season? Yeah, I, I feel like that was hard. I, I, <laughs> I like how we're doing it this year. You dip your toe in the water, and then you get after it. You know, last year – I. I, that was just tough, just getting thrown in there like that against some really good competition. And, you know, it gives you experience, but I like how we're doing it this year. You know, James Madison's a good team, but it was just tough going your first game of the season in front of, I don't know, 20,000 people. It's yeah. Unreal amount of people in there. Yeah. My, my guy, John Bolton, who uh, was actually up here last weekend, came up to our launch party here. He's a good friend of mine. Now he moved to Little Rock, so mm -hmm. I've been hanging out with him, but he's he told me about kind of the same thing where his, you know, last year was his only year at Arkansas, but running out onto the field at Globe Life and hearing the crazy, like the hog calls and all of that, he kind of, it's like he said, shook him a little bit. Yeah. And he said, Kendall Diggs had to tell him, he's like, hey, welcome to it, man. This, yeah. this is what it's like. So uh, that type of thing, though, is just such a, I think it's like a great recruiting pitch, too, if you're, oh, sure, if you're yeah. Van Horn or anybody to, listen, you, you guys have a top-of-the-line training facility. Mm -hmm. you, you got Bomb Walker. It's awesome. But to say, hey, man, you're going to play a few games in a major league ballpark and it's going to be in globe life and there's going to be a ton of people there and um i'm not sure if like you guys got to go into the or dress in the locker room like the actual rangers locker room or anything like that they i didn't, didn't think so us. but uh <laughs> but still just like telling people that and, and being able to recruit that i feel like that would be a huge draw for some kids especially mm -hmm. coming out of high school or even transfers too yeah you know you know it's everybody i'd say every guy in college it's their dream to go play pro ball so you give them that little taste of it right before they ever get the chance to go do it so yeah yeah so where do you uh, see yourself kind of in this lineup and in, in the pitching rotation because there's so much depth there's a lot of qu high quality guys and you're a dude that's uh, been around for a bit so just how do you feel like your role and where you fit into into this uh, starting rotation or even just the rotation in general coming out of the bullpen whatever your role may be how do you see yourself fitting into it 
I just see myself pitching, man. I don't <laughs> care when. I don't care what time it is. I just give me the ball at some You'll point, there. and I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because what was it? How many pitches did you throw? I forgot which series it was, but it was an insane amount of pitches uh, last year. I think, was it the regional, I believe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so how, how, did you not feel crazy effects Not after really. that not really i actually had a talk with uh coach hobbs uh going into that that game with tcu at the very end that you know i got another inning or two in me if y'all let me and he he was i think he was going to give in to it and let me do it but yeah dude i just i feel like i, I recover really well you know i feel <laughs> i feel bad for my girlfriend because you know, after a game, I'm, I might go get dinner, and I'm not going to hang out with her. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm usually just dead tired after a game. So yeah. I feel like I get some good sleep in, get a good meal after a game, and recover pretty well. Well, that, that was going to be my next question. If When you say recovery, like, is it a natural thing, or is it just something you, you do? Because, you know, I kept thinking, like, how, they're never really going to trot Will McIntyre back out there after all those pitches. It's not an easy thing to do. So is it just simply the recovery of sleeping and you know, eating, just simple as that, or is it something special that you do? It's nothing special. Just, you know, go get your eight to ten hours, get some good deep sleep. And, uh, you know, for me, like, pitching, I feel like I pitch better the more I pitch. You know, the velo might go down, but I feel like my command and all that just gets a little bit better the more I pitch. So Yeah, yeah I wish I had that issue, <laughs> being able to go out there and just, uh, yeah, you know, it gets better as time goes on. But uh, do you have any sort of – like traditions, some things you have to do before you run out there. Like I know uh, baseball is very traditional. You always have people doing like superstition stuff. Do you have anything like that that you got to do or how you want to handle it? The cliche, don't touch the line. Okay. But I feel like you'll notice it. I feel like every time I'm like warming up for an inning, I'll get out there and like hit a little back stretch before I'm hitting my warm up pitches. I do that every inning for some reason. Okay. It feels good because my back usually gets a little tight, but. I do that every inning, even if my back's feeling great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is like with going out there and, and doing that, who do you, is there somebody that has a really interesting thing that you've noticed on the team? And if they if they want a secret, that's fine. But is there some sort think, of man. like because I didn't ever play at a major level, but I, I do just know remember socks in, and stuff is always a weird thing. I do know in the twenty two season we had like five, eh, maybe more, like seven or eight guys. And we have like uh, the hydrotherapy yeah. tubs in there, a cold tub and a hot tub. And all seven or eight of these guys, we were all pitchers. And we had all like, right before we had to go out there to uh, shag BP, we'd all go get in the hot tub at the same time. <laughs> and the thing would almost be overflowing because you got so many guys in there. It was, it was fun though. You just joke around in there, keep it loose, and then go get serious for the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not the worst uh, tradition <laughs> I've ever heard. It's like, you know, it's, it's still, it still plays. It still plays. Uh, is there a time or like we talked about playing at different venues and whatnot? Is there a stadium, like a crowd that really stood out to you in the times that you're you've been playing? Like whether they were ruthless or just really intense? Like like is there a time where away from Bomb Walker that you really comes to mind as far as a crowd or a venue or anything like that? Mississippi State last year, dude. It's, yeah. You know, I always hear talk people talking about how uh, Duty Noble and Bomb Walker are the top two, and they have debates over which one's better, but. I think out of like college stadiums, Duty's one of the most fun I've ever had. At, you okay. know, 
they had like where their bullpen is is right where their student section is so they're giving it to you the whole time and it's like it's not like over the top it's more funny and not being rude and they're, they're they treat you well out there and then it was awesome man after we uh did we sweep them i'm trying to think yeah i think we swept yeah. them going out to the outfield and they're just handing out their leftover barbecue man that but get on that bus after getting some barbecue is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i got to say getting a sweep and then you get some barbecue yeah. to go along with it too yeah. that's perfect uh, is, is there something that's ever like? What's the meanest thing that's ever been said to you that you remember? Is there anything you can say? Because hey, listen, we're not FCC. You can say whatever you want on this on this show. But is there something that's been said to you that like you're like, wow, that guy was that was a horrible thing to say? You ever remember anything like that? Uh, I usually I feel like I'm good at t uh, toning it out. Yeah, I do remember when we were at North Carolina in the Super Regional. I was warming up for the game, and they had like a there was like a stadium. Some of, one of their stadiums was in right field, and they like they had people standing on the bleachers of that stadium, like overlooking the field. And I could I remember them like chanting my girlfriend's name, <laughs> but I was like that's that's not that bad. But there's like I'm, I know there's a couple things I probably can't say on here. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean it's that's because I've I mean I have not gone to every venue, yeah. but I've seen some of the stuff that some of these people have really got into because I saw Razorback fans are kind of that way. I yeah. mean those poor left fielders out there, like they <laughs> they they get it, man. Yeah. So. It, but it's just it's a sport to where it's so close, you know, in proximity, mm -hmm. and you feel like you're so a part of it, and with the quietness too that can come along with mm -hmm. it too. It's just I think tuning things out is obviously very important, but maybe difficult for some young guys to do too. I, I, I would think uh, at that point. So is that something you've just gotten better with over time, like yeah. as the years um, have gone on? I just feel like you know once you get like locked in on your job it's easy to just tune things out and do what you what you're what's being asked of you to do yeah yeah i i hate the the people that uh, some of the i don't know i get i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i couldn't tune it out and i guess you get used to it over time but uh it's, i think it's funny half the time because they'll say some outrageous thing i'm like all right you come do it then like you get come <laughs> out here and try and do this like and, yeah. they, and they're in the worst shape of their life and they'll never do uh, it's that's how I think of it sometimes. Might be a bad way to think of it, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah, no, that's true. Especially seeing some of the fans out there in the stands, and uh, <laughs> and what they've been doing as well. But uh, what do you think has been the something you've really developed from a year ago to now? Like, what's something about your game that you feel more confident in? You feel stronger in? You feel better at than what you were just a year ago? You know, I've been working on like just better overall fastball command. I, you know, I had not the best command last year, and. Uh, just working on, you know, mixing fastball in and away, keeping it down, throwing it up when I need to throw it up. So I feel like my fastball command's gotten a little bit better. Yeah. It seems like something you could probably always have. Yeah. It always helps yeah. out to, to get to that point. I've, I've, I've been looking at just some of the guys that you have out there pitching, which is great. But then I see some of the hitters, too, that's on this team. And the guy that I can't – I want to see a lot of, and I know people have been asking about, is Aloy. And the type of player that he is at shortstop, not only in the field, but also uh, hitting just in the, in the time you've been with him. He looks like he could be a great player for you guys. What have you seen against him and, and throwing against him, pitching against him? Kind of what have you seen from him? Dude, like, he just seems like the most carefree, like, relaxed person I've ever met. It's, he seems like a great guy. And his hitting <laughs> is unreal, dude. It's, I know. They did, like, a, a home run derby, I think, this fall. And I wasn't there for it because I had something to do. I don't remember. But I remember somebody telling me he hit, like, eight right-handed and was joking because he's not a switch hitter. He was messing around, got left-handed, and put two over the building in right field. 
So if that, should, if that tells you what he can do. He's going to be a good player for y'all, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't talk about it. He's only a sophomore. Uh, you so he's another here, year. Yeah, I don't think many people will really talk about that. So yeah. I think that they're just excited about one yeah. year, getting two <laughs> yeah. years, man. That's yeah. that's that's what's going to really excite some people yeah. too. But uh, speaking of, who's the greatest, or in your mind, one of the greatest batters you've ever thrown against? Maybe a guy that really stood out that cursed up, cursed dad. Yeah. yeah, hands down, no, not not even close, cursed dad. I think I gave up five home runs to him my freshman fall, the one year I had to face him. Only five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I threw a change up down and away to him, and he goes down and gets it and hits it off the left field foul pole. And I remember like after I got through that inning, Coach Hobbs comes up to me and goes, it's a good pitch. That's just a big league hitter right there. You can't really do much about it. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's pretty good. And yeah. it still sucks that we just got robbed of a – COVID season. I, I was convinced he was going to win the spikes that year. Yeah, I know. I think he had seven home runs going into conference play or something like that. So he was yeah. just getting started. Yeah, just disgusting numbers too. He was he was a guy that I think people were expecting big things out of, but didn't re until you really see him in action. And I'm not saying that he's not a gifted athlete, but sometimes it's that's the amazing thing about baseball is you can see guys like I think about a Benintendi who wasn't the tallest dude in the world but just rakes. And then you got mm -hmm. a guy like Kerstad where, you know, he played different positions, but when he settled in and he's great. And I know, uh, Mike Payton Stovall, which, you know, he's hurt for, uh, he's out for four to six weeks, but not, not the biggest guy, but when he's going, he's going. And that's, what's crazy about baseball is sometimes you don't have to be the biggest and the strongest and all of that. And sometimes some of the, the best guys and the best hitters out there are just normal looking guys. Just ball much. players. Dude. And, yeah. yeah. I think baseball at, has gotten to the point where it's like everybody tries to swing for home runs and all that. But like for me as like a baseball fan, I love dudes who just like just play the game, take what's given to them and, you know, go out there and you get a good pitch. You might miss hit it, but you get a double out of it and they take it. Like they're not upset that they missed that pitch for a home run. And, you know, they take their singles when they get them. They're not swinging out of their shoes with a, on an 0-1 count. I love guys like that. Just gritty. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, well, there's and there's plenty of them out there yeah. too that that'll be that way. When did you know though in baseball and in your career that this was something you were going to be good at, like that you could go and play at a major college like Arkansas and, and to be a guy that could contribute? Like, at what point in time in your life were you like, I'm really good at this. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with this. Honestly, I didn't really know until like my senior year of high school. I have not like. I don't really have a recruiting story, honestly. I never really got recruited. I had an offer to Three Rivers Community College, and then I came up here for a camp and uh, just got offered a walk-on spot up here by uh, Coach Johnson when he was here. So that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really have much of a recruiting story. And then once I committed here, I was like, I was like, dude, this is like one of the big, like, best baseball schools in America. And I remember like coming in a little timid, but then I had like a pretty good fall. And I was like, I can hang with these guys. Like, you know, I shouldn't be scared of this. Like, yeah, it's going to be, you're going to have days where it's bad, but like, that's just part of baseball. It's like, you got to be able to just consistently come in every day and you, you know, work your tail off. It's, it's the most punishing sport. Like, yeah. you know, for a hitter, they can have a bad day and, you know, have multiple days stack up. And for a hit or a pitcher as well, it's like, as a starter, you have, one bad game, well, you got to sit on it for a week and you got to go out there and just be able to perform the next time. So it's a very punishing game, but at the same time, it's a very rewarding game. So you didn't get recruited at all. You were just Not simply really. up at camp and just say, like, yeah. like for you to be on the team, but we ain't going to give you anything for it yeah. type of deal. Mm -hmm. So 
that's that's something that I think baseball and I think everyone agrees with got to change for the 11.7 scholarships. I think everybody's on board with that, and hopefully that gets changed uh, here soon. But the the process of being a walk on though, compared to maybe a partial scholarship or scholarship player, I mean, does it seem like there is a difference when you're in that locker room or maybe when you were a freshman between the scholarship players and the, and the walk-ons? Is it all no, pretty the same? There's no difference. Coach Van Horn says that every fall. It's like he's putting the best nine guys out there. He doesn't matter if you're on full scholarship, full scholarship, which is super rare for baseball, I feel like. And he's just going to put the best nine guys out there because he just wants to win. He yeah. doesn't care who it is. If you can pr pr produce and help us win, you're going to be out there. What's your best day Van Horn story that you can share? with us like what, what, what's your favorite one I think I've told this one before but my favorite was in Oklahoma State at the regional it was that game I forget which I think it was the second game against Oklahoma State where um they pulled me out of the game after I threw a pitch to start the inning and I go in the dugout and I'm just like all right my day's over I'm kind of relaxing I'm like I'm gonna get in there and I remember it was Evan Taylor. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in there and start, you know, getting after it for Evan, you know, trying to hype him up. And the umpires, like, come over, and they're like, there was some rule that I had to come back out there, so I had to, like, lock back into a baseball mindset, and I grab uh, a plyo ball, start throwing against the wall, and uh, go in there and get a pit out. And then I see Coach Van Horn like tell Evan like stay in. He's gonna face the righty because it was a lefty. They won the matchup, and I strike him out on like four pitches. He comes and gets the ball. I go in the dugout. I'm going crazy. I've never had to do that in my life. And uh, I remember getting on the hotel with or on the elevator with him in the hotel the next morning. And I was just giving giving him a little bit of grief. I was like, I'm the first player you've ever had to put back into a game. <laughs> <laughs> what was his response to that? Yeah, I just remember he laughed, but it was. It's, I feel like that's a good story. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because I do remember that I was there in Stillwater, and again, it's it's not like you have a, a commentator, or somebody up there that's just telling you what what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even sure of the rule. Are you aware of the rule now? Like, what is that rule where you have to go back? In? I think it's like you have to just finish the batter. Okay. If I'm sure, I'm not great at baseball, like specific baseball rules, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're just a baseball player. <laughs> you don't make the rules, you just play the game. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, but that, going back, we talk about that series, that regional, all the time in Stillwater. It took two years of my off uh, my life. Dude, I think it took about 18 off your dad's. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, we, we I, every time I see Madison, we reference it. It's the most stressful series of baseball I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it, but what made it, was it just the games themselves? Was it the, the atmosphere, the players you're going up against? It was just the back like, and forth the whole time. Yeah. I feel like nobody could just, like, hold on to the lead until very late in the game, and we finally, I think, took a four or five run lead at the end of the the first game we beat them and then like that last game was very tense just to be able to say like you won the regional so it's like it was the fact that every game was close and back and forth there wasn't really a a game we dominated there wasn't really a game they dominated it was every, every game was back and forth yeah people remember the highlight of uh battles and his grand slam <laughs> and the call of that one which uh, it still cracks me up because I didn't know what the guy said. Oh, no. I've like, never Was he their home commentator? I was like, was he like sad that he hit a home run? I've never understood that. Well, from what I'm, my understanding is for those types of situations on ESPN, they get like regional guys to go call the games. Well, it sounds not, like he's like saying, oh, no, that he was rooting for him. Yeah. To See, and, and that's why I was trying to. I think that he was because I think he was the Oklahoma State guy. But at the same time, part of me is like, because they were talking about the beer hats tradition and, and, and just in the middle, I was in like, 
oh no, like he, he just let you know let battles yeah. hit a, home, a grand slam. I don't know, but it still it's still one of the me best up. home run calls I've ever heard. Yeah, like yeah. he just screaming oh no, like <laughs> yeah. in the middle of it is great. And then like that, the people remember that. And then of course Hagen Smith striking out Rock Regio, which goes back to where seeing where Hagen's at now, putting a true freshman into that situation, going up against a guy like mm-hmm. Rock who had been killing it like Mm -hmm. all regional in that moment to just blow it right by them those are the types of things where i feel like when you're mentioning taking years off your life those plays and those emotions (laughs) are probably big reason as to why that happens and then i always forget about this one uh in the world series when we're facing um ole miss and morris comes in with uh bases loaded and what was it one out Mm -hmm. no outs one out and gets out of it, and we win the game. And I remember me and him, we were uh, we were roommates in the hotel, and me and him were just like, we couldn't go to bed. We had so much energy just from him getting out of that, like how excited I was for him and how much adrenaline he had going through him. That was one of the most tense moments I've ever been a part of either. Yeah, well, that's, that's what baseball does. Maybe it's different from every other sport. It's because one pitch changes everything. Yeah. And I, that's where it makes it so much fun, but also so stressful. Listen, because I, you know, I didn't play baseball, and you know, I don't really have a major league team. But going to these Arkansas games and, and being in postseason, especially, it I think is, gets you as about as ready for the pros for the majors when you make it to that point than anything. Just knowing that everything's hinging on just one single pitch, one single time, and and how it could make the difference in the game. You guys know that sometimes on the receiving end or on the other end. But that to me is why uh, postseason college baseball is, is so much fun and and so intense. So, which actually leads me to my next question. Is there something in college baseball, I know you're not gonna be playing college baseball forever, but something that you'd like to see changed, adjusted? Like it could be a rule, it could be the way something's done, it could be scheduling, but just, is there something you ever thought of like, man, I'd really like this to, it to be this way instead? I never really thought about that, let me think. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that they want the season like move back like a week or two or three, just so it'll warm up, that way it's warm the whole season, because you know, the first month of the season's not usually the most fun because it's pretty no. cold out there. Uh, I remember. Do you see tomorrow's weather? Yeah, I just want the <laughs> rain to pass away so we can get the game in. Yeah, well, it's going to be, I think uh, it, it's, it's at get two now. So mm-hmm. but I think at like at 430, it's going to be about 38 degrees. So I've played worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I figured you'd be, you'd be ready well, for it no I matter what. Say, I was about to say there was, I think it was a 22 season as well. It, was, it iced over real bad that year. Yeah, and we had a series, and it was so fun. It was so funny because we basically had the whole team out in the outfield, and it iced over in the uh, in right field because it's got that building, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really get that much uh, that much sun. So there's like a part that was just like solid ice, and we're all out there in our spikes, just kicking at it, stomping it, trying to break it up. And then the field crew guys brought us some shovels, and we had we helped them like load up the ice into like a back of a side by side and they went and dumped it it was it was fun but it was cold <laughs> yeah well, i'd say that's probably one of the positives about having that arlington series the first one last year is yeah. it's like you don't have to worry about the weather being mm-hmm. inside and everything but uh but yeah i've i've thought about having the, the season adjusted that way but i think everybody at least looking at it from last year talking about pitch clock and how oh it's changing everything people didn't like it after going through a full year, how do you how do you feel about the pitch clock now? Now that you I don't mind it. it, you know, it took a little bit of time last year getting used to it, but now we got these like uh, it's called Pitchcom. It's like a little earpiece, not earpiece, like a little tiny speaker in our hats, and the catcher can just like click two buttons, and instead of having to go through a whole sign package, so it speeds it up for us 
which helps with the pitch clock. So it's not it's gonna be it's not gonna be that bad this yeah. year. So how, so how does that work? Is he just like you have like it's uh, I forgot what, how they call it, but it's almost like they just like is it tap your head a little bit and you're no, like, no, okay, it's that's like a it speaker. So like, that you actually be, hear just, it? Yeah, I'll hear it and it'll be like fastball away. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I've wondered how that worked because I've yeah. seen, of course, the, the speakers and everything. Yeah. But I know a lot know. of teams use the wristband, so like they just read it. It'll pop up and they'll read it. But I like that just because I don't. It gets me out. I feel like that would get me out of the flow of pitching is having to look at my wrist the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So when the when the catcher just does it and calls it and mm-hmm. it, like working on your communication, obviously to make sure. Yeah, we've that been practicing it for like the last month or two just so we can get in a little rhythm of it before we start the season. Yeah. How does that uh, communication practice work? I'm, I'm just curious. Is it just simply doing it or is uh, it we started like, like in bullpens yeah. so like they would just call a pitch in a bullpen so we get used to hearing it and stuff and they can learn the buttons because they're not labeled right and then kind of just got thrown in the fire got put in a scrimmage and you know just get after it and learn it and then we've gone through like our like our defensive plays those are in there as well and we learned all those so yeah, yeah it's pretty easy it's a lot easier than having to learn Coach Van Horn's taps for what <laughs> bunt coverage we're going to be in or something. Yeah. Is that, what if it goes out? Like, what if the communication thing like goes out? Do you have, like, a contingency plan in place or anything yet? Uh, I feel like that's where you just got to get, like, a mound visit or something. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I haven't really said anything on that. We'll probably find out. Yeah, well, let's hope it just doesn't go out yeah. and you never have to worry about they it. they got, like, a five-hour battery life on them. So oh, man. I hope the game doesn't go five hours. But <laughs> No, no. It's, if it's not, it's, it's, it's uh, going to be a marathon for yeah. you guys, too. Uh, also... Given that when it comes to rain delays, I know you guys had a lightning delay, like in that mm-hmm. North Carolina or to the regional last year against TCU and and everything. Like, how does that impact? I know how it impacts hitters, and I've talked to a few of them. But as a pitcher, like, how do things like that impact you guys? Uh, as far as you're, you're getting warm, I mean, you talk about being in that mindset. Nothing way can do anything about a weather delay, but like, how do you keep into the same mindset and just if you have to go back out there or whatever it may be, how how do you re get that again? Um, for me, it was just like, I remember when it happened to me in North Carolina, I kind of just sat there on like a bike and I would just like slowly pedal, keep my legs loose. And then I was just listening to music just to keep me locked in. Uh, I don't know about for other guys, but I feel like it's pretty easy for me just cause I like staying in that mode. But you know, if I'm not pitching, that's obviously way easier because you can kind of relax, and then once the game starts back up, you can restretch and all that and lock back in. Yeah. So. Well, I I know your dad was like he was coming up to me so frustrated about the rain delays, and everybody's but everybody yeah. is, and I can I just always think like if it's frustrating for all of us, can't imagine how frustrating it is for players and uh, for coaches and everything too. So it's just always been to where. You're you're getting into that state, and it's only real sport that has that. Like you know, football. I mean, if you if it's really bad in football, then they'll do it. Uh, basketball's indoors and everything, but baseball, it's like yeah, lightning within. I think it was like a ten mile radius something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's got to be extremely frustrating to, mm-hmm. to deal with, but it's also part of part of baseball. It's just part of part, it, part of the yeah. game too. So, is there certain you're looking forward to all the games? I know. Is there certain series, certain SEC team or anything? It's like one that's on the schedule this year, like. I'm that's gonna be fun I'm really looking forward to that one all of them man. yeah it's just it's a blast every time you get to go out there and it's a blessing so yeah. I look forward to every single game we play yeah I was wondering with the if it was like because LSU seems to always have a little extra yeah. juice you know anytime yeah. you play the Tigers uh, I know you guys got both Mississippi schools at home this year I, I love that Florida series though that that one that is always that yeah. one's always a good one and I think uh last time y'all played them and I think it was in 21 at home 
And uh, yeah, that was when Arkansas actually, I think, won the SEC mm -hmm. officially outright. So that was a great one because we had somebody talking about, oh, I'm so mad that Missouri, you play Missouri instead of Tennessee yeah, because it's the Tennessee rivalry that's been butted. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I'm like, it's the SEC, dude. There's no easy Oh, games. there's no, you, know, e yeah. you, you can't take a week off in the SEC, dude. It's, it's the toughest league in college baseball. And if you take a week off, you're going to get your butt kicked. Mm -hmm. You can't take a week off in this league. It's yeah. every team is either ranked or almost ranked. Like it is a tough league. Yeah. And looking back at last year too, to see what you guys accomplished with the amount of injuries, I know it kept, kept, kept being brought up, but that's what even makes it more incredible is playing in the SEC, winning a share of the SEC, winning the SEC West and having to deal with all those injuries a lot of those games were close. There's a lot of weirdness, like that Georgia series. I know yeah. uh, you get to talk about, like, kind of came out of nowhere, it felt like. But then. Don't, don't like talking about nah, that. Yeah, we don't, we don't <laughs> have to talk about it. I think it was, uh, I, th I think it was either Bolton or Stovall told me that uh, they were afraid that after, I think it was the Grand Slam that got given up there at the end of the game, people, they were nervous that, like, Van Horn's going to rip them a new one. But apparently, I guess he just walked and said, well, guys, that's just baseball. You know, it's like, so the point is, is like, you just never know with some of these SEC series where, oh, that team's no good. We should roll through them and you lose. But then there's a team you're going on the road against that's won every series so far mm -hmm. and you take care of business. But it just shows the level of competition and how tough it is to win in this league, much less win two out of three of these games in this league, too. It's a marathon, man. You can't, you can't be looking ahead to other opponents in this league. You just got to take it one series at a time. Yeah. So, uh, also, I got to ask you, what's the hat, the camo hat? What's going on? Uh, Hagen gave this to me. I, gave, I traded him with a pig's hat. Uh, it's, okay. It's uh, one of the mounds we use in our facility. It's uh, Newt Force. Okay. And it, like, measures, like, your power output when you're pitching and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got uh, pressure plates and stuff on it. Okay. I was really hoping you were going to come in with the uh, the Cookie Monster uh, <laughs> shirt that you were wearing <laughs> that, over What's funny North is Carolina. that's not even my shirt. Brady made that shirt, and I just asked him if I could wear it to practice. Because <laughs> I remember going over there, because it was, I believe Chapel Hill is where, or was Noah's Hoover. That was Hoover, Hoover yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember going over there, and I was with Bob Holt. Because we I think we were the only media people there. And I looked at it, I was like, what is that? Because everyone's usually wearing the Razorback yeah. gear or whatever. I was <laughs> a little worried I was going to get in trouble, but all the coaches seemed to be in a relaxed, good mood. So I was like, all right. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but what, what, what did that, what's the story of that? Like the cookie monster and Hagen Smith, like, what is that? He just likes cookies, man. <laughs> <laughs> we have these like little protein balls that are like cookie flavored or something. And he eats a lot of them. So we just call him the cookie monster. And. He's known to eat a couple crumble cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so you just had a shirt. Brady, yeah. I guess, had a shirt yeah, made Brady for went. There was, like, this little place in the mall where you could, like, go in and they'd design you a shirt and print it, and he did it. Oh, man. I see. That's, I, I thought it was, honestly, it's a good story. I was hoping for something like that. It was just something that I wouldn't. He had some nickname for that when he was a kid growing up. But the fact that he just likes cookies is just, you know, it, it still works. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that makes it that makes it good. Do you go by Big Mac? Is that the nickname that you kind of go along with? Dude, I've had every nickname in the book. I get called Big Will, Big Mac. A bunch of my buddies back home got rid of the Big Mac, started calling me Cheese. Because, you know, yeah. Cheese Mac, I've heard it all. Man. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one? Or do you care? Big Mac. Big Mac, yeah. yeah it's a pretty it's, good it's one. It's just man. the one I like. I'll snap my head to if somebody says that. Yeah. So. yeah. What's the, is there any other nicknames for the guys on, on the team? Is there one that you really like the most? I'm trying to think. Call Hagen threes a lot just because thirty three. Yeah. Uh, I feel like everybody in, like in baseball, it's just common to shorten a name down. Like mm. Stovall, just call him Stove. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Bybee, just Bybe or Ben. Uh, 
like Josh Heineman, we call him Heine. <laughs> like, <laughs> is you just shorten it down to like three or four letters. I don't know why. It's just, a th- I feel like it's a baseball thing. Yeah. Well, for you, I mean, Will's already pretty, pretty short. Yeah. So, yeah, probably getting will there too so got two wheels this year though so <laughs> oh that's right how you yeah. so how are you gonna separate those man how you gonna everybody know? just calls me big mac or all big right, will you all right well yeah, we'll officially call you big mac so i, I was waiting <laughs> i looked up your twitter handle i was like man i was hoping it would be big mac it'd be a great <laughs> one and, and everything but no that works out too by the way what's the i'm curious for the numbers i know we're talking a lot about random stuff but like the number like your number is that something you chose or is that something that was just given to you and you have to go with it was it? just given to me and uh <laughs> i remember coach van horn came up to me and was like, do you want to change your number? And I was like, I'm open to options. I just, it wants, I want it to be a number I want, uh, I'd like it to be. And he offered me 45. And I was like, you know, this is right after, Ke- or Kevin Cox. No, this is the, tw- after the 22 season. I was okay, like, okay. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let that number be. And then Gage Wood got it. And I feel like he's a great guy to fill in that number. But I was like, I'm just not gonna touch it just because yeah. I play with him and I feel like I shouldn't be the one touching with it. So I've just, I've stuck with 41. Yeah, oh, that's what we talked about numbers too. And and again, Gage Wood, great player, yeah. great kid, great everything. But when I saw him wearing 45, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just feels, I feel like it feels weird. Num- I feel like that's a number like here in 10, 15 years, you kind of just retire. I don't even, I don't even think, has baseball retired numbers? I don't think so. I don't, I, I, I don't ever see anything that. about the. Yeah, because we were thinking that you would retire. I think Kevin Cops for sure. I didn't think like maybe Ben Attendee, he was 16, I believe. Maybe, you know, that would be one to consider to retire. Um, obviously, Will McIntyre's jersey, you know, at some point in time. <laughs> we're going to have that retired after this year when uh, you're going undefeated and blown by everybody having a Kevin Cops type year, Golden Spikes. So, <laughs> That's yeah. the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I've kept wondering. We have retired numbers and everything, but just not for baseball too. Mm-hmm. But it's also like when seeing Dave Van Horn give up his number two to Jalen really Battles. Cool to see, yeah. yeah, that that's some which Battles was an awesome player and, and everything. But what was did you, like? What was the story behind that? Like, why of all the years that Van Horn and Dave, you know, he's number two. He's number two, but why that year giving it up for Battles and he taking on twenty one. I think they just have like a really close relationship. Like those two are really close because he always works with the infield. So I think they developed a really close relationship. And I think that was part of his deal of coming back. He's like, I'll come back if you give me number two. And I'm sure he wasn't going to say no about him coming back. So I guess he took the jersey off back and gave it to him. Yeah. Because he doesn't, I guess Dave normally just now does the, like the hoodies and stuff. I guess he still wears a jersey, Mm -hmm. right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's nothing about baseball. I just don't get it. the coaches or the managers. Like, and also, that's why is that? Why is college baseball called coaches, but in the big leagues, they're called managers? Why is that? No idea, honestly. I've never yeah. even thought about that. Yeah. And I also think it's funny is baseball is the only sport where the coach wears a uniform. That's right. Like, yeah. But I get it. Traditions just, and everything. Yeah, unique, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I was trying to think, you wouldn't want basketball coaches wearing basketball jerseys, I don't feel like. I would love to see that. That would be yeah. so funny. Yeah. Like, guys like, like Musk could maybe pull it off, but then there's like, you know, like Bruce Pearl, I don't know if he's the guy you're wanting to see out there in a basketball jersey or something. And then if you can't wear football jerseys. Coach, coach. Pittman in some pads. Yeah, just being out there with uh, just the, the shoulder pads and everything, just looking like he's ready to go in. and every, But I feel like if I, was a, if I was a coach, if I'm going about comfortability, or I don't know, comfortability, I think that's the word, but wearing a baseball jersey would be the way to go. Okay. It's like, and you still feel like you're out there. You can play, mm-hmm. you know, get called in at any point in time. So My big thing is like I like wearing a BP top over – and then having my jersey on under just because it's – I feel like it feels better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I noticed a few people do that too. I heard that also you guys have 
pinch drives? Is this is this a rumor? Can can you confirm or deny? Can you? Confirm? I mean, they got posted on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What do you, what do you think of those, man? I love them. Yeah. Are those uh, gonna be your favorite jerseys to wear? Probably, but you know, you can't ever beat the creams. I think creams have my heart, but the pinstripes will be sick. Yeah. Was that something you guys even talked to about? Where's just coaches and the U of A did it? I feel like I like I'd hear rumors about it, but I feel like I heard it every year. Like we're getting new jerseys every year. But like when I asked our equipment guy, uh, Mr. Mark, I asked him about it. He pulled up like a little, uh, what would you call it? Like a, just a little drawing of it, like yeah. a mock-up. I was like, dude, those are gonna be sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw them too when uh, Alumni Hall is one of our big sponsors, mm -hmm. and they they have it jerseys for sale. I gotta go pick mine up, by the way. Actually, they they held one up for me. But I saw that. I was like, man, that is sharp, and it almost. I'm not mad about it, but I'm also upset. It's like, why did it take so long to have something like this, man? Because Every, I feel like, especially kids, student athletes, and everything, they like New Jersey's. They like mixing it up a little bit, and especially there's something about pinstripes in baseball. It just fits. Mm -hmm. it just fits. So, yeah, the, the creams, and then of course the hats that you guys uh, rock too. You'll have some uh, different ones there, but yeah, the uniform combinations. You know, feel good, play good, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of what it goes with. Sort of. I know some of our assistants. Like I've talked to Coach Barr, and I think Coach Baxendale. They. Uh, they don't agree with me. I like the, uh, what are they called, the vests. Really? If you do like a good vest look, I like it. Like, have you seen North Carolina's vest yeah. with the baby blue? Yeah. I think that looks awesome. If you did that with like red, I think that would look good, but I'd have to see a mock-up or something first, I guess. Dude, we, we should make that happen Because I'm pretty you. sure they did vests back in the day here. Like, they had wore like black undersleeves with a black hat or something. I want to say they did. Again, I have to go back and look them up, but that sounds like they they done something like that. I just didn't know, you know, just be honest. Hopefully, he doesn't get mad at me. Dave Van Horn seems like a very old school dude, and so you know there was a time. I have friends that played a baseball team, you know, 10, 15 years ago. They're like, you couldn't have any facial hair. Your hair could not be out, you know, long. Nothing. Maybe soften the stance a little bit. But I just felt like with the uniforms, he made us in like, no, we're not doing any of that, you know, stuff. We're we're wearing these things. So it's good to see that he's like, ah, get it out there and uh, wear some fun jerseys and, and and to make it fun for everybody yeah. too. Yeah. I think those pinstripes might be a, a favorite. So, yeah, especially if you win. Just a all. classic baseball look. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and again, winning, that's what the thing about jerseys. Everyone's like, oh, man, those jerseys look so good. I was like, do they? Or is it just because that's when they won in them and they're really good? And then that's what you remember. <laughs> like, everyone talks about those, the Darren McFadden jerseys that they wore in 06, which good. They wear now, pretty much. It's kind of the same thing. Like, oh, I love those jerseys. I'm like, you did. I, I agree. They're nice. But if they went two and 10 in those jerseys, yeah. probably like burn them and, yeah. and never wear them again. Yeah. So, I remember. Uh, when we were in Omaha, like that whole postseason, I think we hardly wore the red jerseys because I don't know who decides our jerseys, but I guess they might be a little superstitious because we didn't win in them. And so we just <laughs> rocked the whites and the grays the whole postseason, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, traditions, again, going back to the superstitions yeah. of, of, of baseball and everything. If you weren't playing baseball, what do you think you'd be doing? Like, was there another sport that you enjoyed? Or are you a golfer type? Like, what, what would it be? I'm a bad golfer, but I love it. Dude, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody is a bad golfer for the most part, mm -hmm. but yet we still play. You hit, that, you hit those one to two shots around, you're like, you know, if I could do that every time. Yeah. And that's what gets you to come back. Yeah. Have you, uh, is it something you've developed here lately, or has you always grown up playing golf? Um, more like when I got into college. I never really played anything besides baseball and a little bit of football and basketball in high school. But once I got into college, I kind of got into golf. Okay. So. What, what position you play in football? Tight end. But I could see it. I could see it. We didn't really use a tight end, so I was more just an extra blocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just another offensive lineman, yeah. but not the official tight end. Also deep snapped a little. That was fun. Okay. It was just fun because 
It didn't hit you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Deep snappers, they don't get enough appreciation. You only it's get like, you only get noticed when you mess up. I know. Like, I, know. Role, I, so. I could not tell you who I could not name other than I think Brett Good, who played at Arkansas. Like I could not name and my buddy Nick Brewer. You played under Petrino. Those are like the only deep snappers in the history of Razorback sports I can name. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, even think of any. But they're very important positions. So, okay, you'd be, you'd, you'd golf. Seems like all baseball players are, are big golfers. I had Hunter Holland on my show a lot last year, and he was, he was always. Talk, they said he was incredible. Holland's at golf. actually pretty good at golf. Yeah, I just don't know how. I think the best golfers on the team are him and Gage Wood because Gage apparently hit a hole in one this uh, this summer. I. I need video proof. I'm that type of guy. I need a little proof. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know. I've always felt like for the hitters, at least, and, you know, pitchers maybe one thing, but for hitters, I always thought like, oh, maybe it messes up your swing because you get used to swinging a golf club. See, I've talked to them about that. it. They they claim it does, and they say it's a whole different thing of swinging down than swinging more level. So. Uh, all right, well. I guess I'll when, go with them. I guess if somebody plays bad, that's just like a good excuse for them is to say they got to stop playing golf or something. Yeah, that's true. So you, you do golf uh, – be playing that a lot uh, so obviously like the future for for will mcintyre what what do you what is your future look? how do you feel about your future what do you want it to look like going forward not only this year but also when you leave the university of arkansas and your playing days are over here what do you want to do you know i'd of course love to go play pro ball and you know make, make it to the bigs and have a great career up there that's always the dream but like my backup plan is like i got my degree in marketing this fall so I'd love to find a way to work in like sports marketing or start my own like marketing firm. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So what 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 about sports marketing made you interested in that? I just love sports, and I feel like it's gonna be hard for me when I'm done to like yeah. step away from it. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do like sports broadcasting or like do like shows <laughs> and podcasts and stuff like that, and then tickle your fancy, will? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Well, if if you need a job, uh, <laughs> no, we, we're taking applications there to. Uh, to do it but no I, I think that it's it's of course we hope that you end up you know making to the pros and, and doing that whole thing but uh did you have a certain team that you grew up liking in the majors or anything like that i claimed the angels okay. just because my dad used to work for the travelers oh that's he did right. like a stat cast something i don't, uh -huh. know. I don't yeah. remember my, my buddy devin who works with your dad mm, he does the same does thing. that job okay, yeah. and i think he does that job because your dad yeah. stopped doing it so he does but it like, that's yeah. one of my biggest memories of growing up is i would go out there on like a a tuesday night and watch a game with him and he'd give me like ten dollars a game and i'd just go spend it all on concession <laughs> stand food and uh yeah but that was at the time when like mike trout was coming up so oh I, yeah I so that was fun lots it. of games watching trout um i think trumbo was there Trumbo, I remember uh, Trumbo, yeah. Just a bunch of those guys were there, so like that's what makes me somewhat claim the Angels. I don't really claim anybody, but if I'm gonna, that's if you're gonna claim somebody, that's who I'd claim. That's, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. I understand. So uh, I know we just got a few minutes, Will, which really appreciate you hanging out with us and, and talking about it because you know we don't get to talk to the players very often, or at least not often enough. But I also know that uh, you have launched. Uh, a big deal here that some of you are pretty passionate about and uh, I know you wanted to talk about it. So yeah, tell us what you got going on that launched this morning. Yeah, so I um, put it on my social media. I started a um, kind of just like a, I'm, I forget what we're calling it, like K for a cause. Mm -hmm. So for every strikeout I do this year, I'm going to donate $5 to uh, the Cartai Foundation. And Cartai are the people who um, treated my dad when he had cancer. And he's clean now. He's been clear for five years. Yeah, mm -hmm. five years. And so it's just going to go to, like, patient assistance, like helping 
pay for lodging, traveling, treatment. And I posted a link where like, I'm gonna do $5, but anybody can do whatever they want. And it's, uh, you can just pledge to match. So whatever I do at the end of the year is, I set the estimated to 80, because that's how many strikeouts I had last year. Right. And so just like at the end of the season, um, just pledge to match however much. It's awesome. So what made you want, uh, I know you, you talked about your dad and everything. So was that kind of what inspired this deal for you to, to yeah, go down this road? Yeah, I've wanted to do something like this. I really got the idea from Cam Little. His, oh, yeah. Uh, was yeah. it field goals? Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I kind of wanted to do something like that. And I feel like this is good for me. It's just personal thing for me and my family. And I feel like everybody can get behind it because I feel like everybody knows somebody in their life that has struggled with cancer or has had cancer. Yeah. So if people want to be a part of this and to, to donate to help out, uh, mm -hmm. what's, what's the best way to, to go about doing that? Um, I posted the uh, the links in my social media, and I'm pretty sure my Instagram and Twitter are both W underscore McIntyre. And then I hadn't gotten around to it, but I'm going to post it on Facebook tonight. Okay, so, okay, yeah. Cool. yeah, we'll be sure to post on our stuff, too, to make sure that when we post the interview with you that uh, we have that posted for you. Because, again, it's anything you have a great cause and, you know, doing stuff for, you know, people always talk about NIL and uh, how, how that's changed. But for great causes like this, I know – People are always going to be willing to, to donate and appreciate it and, and everything too. So that's awesome. That's Thank awesome. You, man. So yeah, Thank you. yeah. Well, Will, man, we really appreciate you coming and hanging out, man. I know the season starts tomorrow, which is uh, I'm I know you're itching to get after it. I'm, so I'm gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. And I know that it's gonna be a cold one, but you guys will get it done. But it's gonna be a great year, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. So we really appreciate you. Uh, Hanging out with us and uh, getting us to talk a, a little bit more. Yeah, do you, maybe we do this again sometime. Sure, maybe I'm down for it. Yeah, come on down. And when uh, you're about to win, we expect though. Here's the thing: we got to make a deal right now. When you win the Golden Spikes, I'm your first interview. All right, can we make that deal? Deal. Deal. All right, perfect. That's all I want. That's all I want. As long as we get the first interview. So, all right. Well, well good luck this season, man. We'll be catching up with you, and it's been a lot of fun uh, hanging out with you. And uh, again, good luck. And know you're about to do a. Another little interview with our guy, Andrew Ellis, on the Bombastic Podcast. So be sure to check that out. But we really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. Again, that was Will McIntyre of the Razorback baseball team, folks. And that about does it for us here on the John Neighbor Show. So for Will McIntyre, I'm John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you then.